Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at Canna Verde Pharma's pitch deck review with Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I appreciate you and everybody else putting up with the noise. There was a drunk driver who drove into the attorney's office. They're still doing some uh, construction work. We're going to try to get through it together. I appreciate your patience. So we're going to see if uh, Canna Verde meets our seven tips with successful investment deck. Will they, number one, identify the business plan goals? Number two, are they going to know their audience? Number three, will they, will they understand the market? Four, will they identify needs and roadblocks? Five, do they know what sets the business apart? Number six, will they introduce the team and products? And number seven, create a summary with a call to action. Let's dive into Canna Verde Pharma. Fully licensed producer serving the Latin American medical cannabis market. Here's their strategic vision for Latin America. Their vision is to become a leading medical cannabis company in Colombia through Latin America. The consumer products and wellness. They're uh, partnered with a major CPG manufacturer to penetrate the U.S. dollar uh, or 8.5 billion U.S. dollar market in Colombia. Okay. So it looks like they're jumping off point for like Mexico and Panama, Peru, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia. Looking good. Looking at the demand for medical cannabis, chronic pain at 52.5% with medical cannabis legal in Colombia, Chile, Peru, Uruguay, Brazil, Mexico, Argentina. That's 75% of the population in Latin America. Total addressable market, yay. So looking at their regulatory roadmap in Colombia, they've applied for three licenses. They've received some, they've got some scientific quota after providing some security controls. Step four is for registration of genetics and then testing and then receiving high THC quotas. And then the final seventh step is an evaluation from the agronomical evaluation process. So it looks like they kind of laid everything out there. Not too bad. That's good because that identifies the possible hurdles, Josh. Good on them. Right. So a little bit about them. They're a Canadian domiciled, low-cost, high-quality producer of medical cannabis extracts with operations in Colombia through its wholly owned subsidiary called Green Health Colombia. They've got some locations at seven licensed hectares uh, with an additional 100 that they can add to a strong technical workforce. They've got a pretty good growing potential, 51,000 square feet, an attractive regulatory environment and optimum growing conditions with warm weather, 12 hours of daylight a year six cultivations per year that's pretty nice with yeah. an access to a large market that's 640 million people throughout latin america this is what we keep saying about colombia yeah and and got to raise a question why aren't more canadian companies down there in fact why are they pulling out so i know that the canadian government wanted to make it more difficult uh, to give more incentive and, and benefit for domestic producers but uh, in the long run, that's not going to work. So they're going to have to ease those import rules to allow for Colombian, uh, Canadian-owned Colombian producers to be able to import that cheaper, probably better cannabis. So I think in the long run, they're um, fooling themselves. Um, so Green Health Colombia, looking at some pictures here from operations that they could scale to 415,000 square feet of cultivation to yield 6.6 .6 million grams of cannabis oil. Okay. So they're gonna need a lot more flour to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Listening on some of the management team, they got the CEO, chief medical officer. Interesting to see. Good to know that they got a CFO. I hope so. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, these are folks with good credentials. I, I like to see that. Yes. MDs, PhDs, that, that's good. Yeah, chief science officer, all of that. They've got an advisory board as well with some other doctors, uh, industrial engineers, and uh, even an anesthesiologist with uh, chronic pain management. Research and development, that's obviously important. You should probably do that uh, in Puerto Rico. But wherever they're doing it, hopefully they're coming up with some good stuff. So they've got a medical cannabis cluster in Santander. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. There's some, some grammar people out there. They don't like the way I speak sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to no one though. Co-development and sales agreement. Uh, Salud Dar, it's a pr uh, provider of health services and alternative medicine. And so they partnered with them to develop uh, some formulas containing CBD and THC for pharmacies throughout Colombia and for research and development of new products that can be prescribed by doctors. They've co-developed uh, with uh, JGB. Uh, I think they're pretty big in, in Latin America to integrate CBD and develop new products. I like that. I, I, I like that. Uh, partnering with an existing operation will speed it up and reduce risk. So good on them. They've also got a co-development agreement with uh, Promi. I haven't heard of them, but they're a packaged good company with a focus on manufacturing and marketing of cosmetic products and toiletries. And they're also going to integrate CBD and develop new product lines containing CBD. They've got a distri distribution agreement with some hotels and resorts. We're, we're seeing a lot of that uh, tying CBD usage or trial with a vacation. So good on them for making that partnership. Yeah, and wellness as well. Looking at some flower and oil sales strategies, they got a go-to market plan by establishing joint venture agreements, partnering with doctors and distribution companies, pharmacies and supply agreements in Latin America, Canadian and European importers. So they got some orders as much as $3.2 million in the third and fourth quarter for 500 kilograms of distillate. I like that they have orders. I don't like that the bulk of their orders are LOIs, but at least they have one definitive order. That's good. Definitive order is good. I cannot stand letters of intent or uh, memorandums of understanding. Uh, they mean absolutely nothing to me and probably most investors. So don't care. Not at this point, not at this time. Uh, maybe circa 2018, people cared about that. Not anymore. Yeah, it's not enough anymore. The capital structure, they're listing a number of shares outstanding. The valuation at 7.2 million Canadian. Uh, seems pretty low, actually. They've got some warrants and debentures and uh, outstanding equity shares. I like this. Their valuation is only $7 million. That's That's a realistic valuation, Josh. Uh, uh, good on them for having uh, viable numbers. And they've actually got a capital raise. Terms and conditions, they're seeking $5 million and a maximum of ten with a convertible unsecured two-year debenture. Uh, 5.2 million has been invested to date with a minimum investment of $5,000. Use of proceeds are going to go to complete a um, evaluation with the Colombian Agricultural Institute. They want to develop proprietary medical products for the Latin American market, assist doctors and clinics, uh, construct greenhouses, complete a GMP compliant extraction facility. They need joint venture agreements to produce CBD wellness products and then uh, sales and marketing and operation expense. Good on them. This is what we like to see. Actual terms and how they're going to use the money. Good 
good on them. Yeah, this is a great slide. We normally don't see this uh, from somebody like this. So Canaverde Pharma, that is it. So bringing in our seven tips with successful investment deck, number one, did they identify the business plan goals? I think they did. Uh, and I think they did a better than average job doing that. So yeah, full point. Do they know their investor audience? Yes, they do. They use the right words, uh, but more importantly, they, they disclosed um, the, the use of funds and the uh, capital raise dollar amounts and valuation. They did a very good job on that. So yes, full point for know your audience. What about understanding the market? This is where this deck starts to falter. Um, they did talk about the total addressable market, my personal most hated slide ever. Uh, they didn't provide a lot of breakdown related to that. Uh, so understanding the market needs to be more than, we have 640 million potential customers. That doesn't mean you understand the market. So I can't give them a point for number three. Not to get ahead of myself, but it, it kind of goes in tandem with number five, which is knowing what sets the business apart. If you if you don't let the audience and the investor audience know that you understand the market and what sets the business apart, it's, it's going to show. So um, why are you in Colombia? What makes you better? There's a lot of MSOs out there and you didn't say anything. Yeah, that sort of, sort of uh, leads into roadblocks and, and things like that. They didn't talk about competition. Uh, they didn't talk, they did disclose the regulatory risks, which is good. We don't see that often, but not a single word of competition. And most importantly, in October of 2020, when this uh, pitch deck was authored, a lot of Canadian companies were leaving Columbia and there's no explanation of why they stayed, why they entered, why they are continuing their um, uh, South American venture when everybody else seems to be pulling out, Josh. And so they don't get one, uh, they don't get a point for number four for needs and roadblocks at all. What about what sets the business apart? Did they get into the secret sauce at all? They, they did talk about the, their vertical licensing strategy, but to me, that's not a secret sauce. Uh, they did talk about partnering, and that is wonderful. I like seeing partnering. Why reinvent the wheel for cosmetics when somebody else has already done it better than you? But they did not really identify competition here in the failure to address the, the Canadian uh, big five leaving Latin America really is a failure there uh, for both uh, three, four, and five on, on our leaf, uh, Josh. Introducing the team and products. They introduced the team, but I don't think I saw any single product at all. Did I miss something? I did not see a single product outside of the word oil. Um, they didn't tell me, are they doing tinctures? They didn't tell me vape pens. They didn't tell me chocolates. Uh, what are they going to do with this oil? Uh, maybe they're, maybe they are a white label company, uh, which is perfectly acceptable. There's nothing wrong with that, but they didn't tell me that. So, uh, they, they didn't really identify their product. Um, but they did an excellent job on their team, including their advisors. 
So I'm going to give them a half a point there, Josh. Fair enough. What about creating a summary with a call to action? They really excelled at this element of a successful pitch deck. They talked about valuation. They talked about the terms uh, with the convertible note. They, they talked about price per share. They identified the number of outstanding shares, the diluted shares. They, they did a very good job there um, with their call to action and combining it with use of proceeds. Uh, and most importantly, their goal of getting a GMP certified lab. Uh, excellent, excellent job on call to action. So three and a half out of seven, that's a 50%. Um, so although not the highest score, it's definitely not the worst deck. So there's a couple of things that they could change out. Um, they could maybe improve their understanding of the uh, market a little bit better definitely put in some kind of needs and roadblocks. You know, if, if you're having issues in Canada importing from Colombia, you should probably put that in there. Uh, if you foresee issues with the FDA, put that in there. Investors want to know. Uh, and then secret sauce. Um, why are you different? There's so many MSOs out there that uh, if somebody wants to know, is it the management team? Is it the products? You didn't put any products on there. Um, there's just a few things that, that could tighten this deck down to make them seem or, or just to showcase why they're that much better than, you know, a complete dumpster fire like MedMen. If, if you don't want to um, distinguish yourself from MedMen, then, then don't. But I think with a slight change to, you know, showcasing that you do understand the market, that you, you have some roadblocks you have to get through, that you have thought about these things and you do know that there's some hurdles that you will uh, confidently get over that you are uh, have secret sauce and you do know that it sets you apart. Those are all the things that'll get you to a hundred percent confidence uh, for, for an investor and, and hopefully drive, drive your business. Agreed. I think it's minor tweaks. Uh, just talk about, you know, this is why we're going to succeed in Latin America where others have not uh, and a description of their products. Um, I, and I think they would have had a much higher score with just those two little tweaks, Josh. Yeah, it could be the fact that the Buffalo Bills lost. Um, <laughs> could be a, a part of that reason that there's only a 50% score. Um, maybe, but, maybe I'm just grumpy today. Go Bills. <laughs> yeah, so, so they'll have to wait till next year if we redo it and, and the Bills do have a better season. All right, with that, I'm going to thank my guest, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on Pod. Connex, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.